Today it's lessons that we can learn from the Ananiasis. I don't know if you know or not. I didn't really know till not too long ago that there were three different Ananiases in the Bible. That's made mention of. <clears throat> and when I thought of those Ananiases, I began to read and, and search to try to figure out each Ananias. And having researched and discovered the three Ananiases and uh, where they were in their life led me to say this, that there are at least three categories of people in the world today. You've got the saved crowd. You've got the backslidden crowd. And you've got the lost crowd. And all three of these Ananiases represents one of those categories. And so as we read along in the scripture today and share with you about the lessons <clears throat> that we can learn from the Ananiases, you and I together, we need to decide which Ananias am I? Where are these Ananiases? Well, I got to thinking, where are they? They're in church with us. They work with us. They're where we buy gasoline. They're where we shop for clothes. They're where we buy groceries. They're where we just hang out if we're retired and ain't got a thing to do. The Ananiases are any and everywhere you go. So first of all this morning, I want to look at the, the, uh, the gospel. The Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9. We <clears throat> said it would go away, but it's hanging on. We'll be, be beginning uh, reading uh, the scriptures there. If I can find where I am here. That's verse 10. Am I seeing that right? It's only seeing a zero, but that's all right. Uh, it is 10, right? Okay, I want to make sure everybody knows where we are and where we're going, okay? Now, this scripture has to do with the saved Ananias. I'm not going to read it fast. I want it to soak in. I want you to leave here today knowing where and why the three Ananiases, who they are, where they are, and why they were. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and I wish that all of us as Christians would answer as promptly as he did. Look what he said. And he said, hey, Lord, I'm here. I'm right here. I'm waiting on you to speak to me. And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the street which is called Straight. And inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil that he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And that's where Saul was headed. Saul was headed to Damascus to persecute Christians. He was lost. And he was headed there to persecute Christians. And God struck him down. And with a bright light and blinded him. And so, God says, Ananias, I have a job for you. In verse 14 he says, And here he hath authority from the chief priest." to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto Ananias, Go thy way, 
For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, hath appeared unto thee in, a, in the way that thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it were, had been scales, and he received his sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received me, he was strengthened, Then was Saul certain days, and the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue, that he is the Son of God. Now this is the saved Ananias. Now listen, God speaks to all of us. The problem is, we all don't listen. We may hear him, not audibly, we hear and we feel and we sense that, small, that still small voice, but we don't heed what the voice is saying. Now, Saul was doing what he thought was right. The Bible says he had letters, permission, if you please, to go and persecute Christians. But God had another idea on his way. He was struck down. All right, and when he was, Lord, what would he want me to do? And he said, I want you to get up. You see, and those men that he was with led him into that city and left him in the house of Judas. And then on the other end, God is talking to Ananias. Ananias is a man down yonder on the street called Straight in a certain house. I want you to go down there and I want you to walk in and I want you to call his name. And he said, He's a praying. He's praying. Well, Ananias, just like you and me, began to say to that, Lord, I know about him. I mean, he's, he's bad news. He persecutes Christians. He puts them in prison. And you want me to go? Well, you know, Ananias was a special vessel, if you please. And God had filled him and spoke to him. What if Ananias hadn't been in tune with the Lord? What if he hadn't been listening I mean, he responded immediately. Here I am, Lord. He, he was available to do God's will. You see, it's one thing to be saved. The second thing is, uh, is to, to find out what God's will is for your life and then go do it. Go do it. And we see at, at Ananias, uh, you know, he, he wanted to obey the request. But I'm satisfied he, he thought about, Lord, this, is gonna be, this ain't going to be easy. Let me tell you something, I've been many places, I've had to do many things that was not easy, but I knew that God was in it. I knew that he was directing and guiding, and so all I had to do was go. Fear not what man can do to the body, but fear what God can do to the soul. You understand? If the soul is saved, that soul's going to be obeying and want to do what God wants him to do. So, Ananias. You see the difference here, Saul was, Saul was now... A P-R-A-Y. He was praying and waiting on Ananias. He was not P-R-E-Y, praying on Christians to persecute them. And so, the Bible says that Ananias 
went and went in and walked in and just simply said, Brother Saul, put his hands on him. Scales fell from his eyes. He could see again. Can you imagine being able to see? Thinking you're doing right and you're on the devil's side and all of a sudden, boom, here. Oh, my goodness. He can see. Notice that he got up and was baptized. Now, people have argued with me about this, but I'm going to say it just like I believe it. I believe Ananias baptized him. Surround there at that time. He's in the house there praying. I'm satisfied. I don't know who was with Saul. I have no idea. It doesn't make any difference. But Ananias obeyed the Lord as a Christian. He went in, laid his hands on him. God gave Saul his sight back, and immediately he was baptized. I believe that Ananias had the privilege of baptizing the greatest missionary that's ever walked the face of this earth. That's the saved Ananias. The second Ananias we want to look at is the backslidden Ananias in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias... Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Why? And to keep that part of the price of the land. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men. Get this, y'all. But you have lied unto God. And Ananias Hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came upon all of them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what had done, what had happened to her husband, And Peter answered and said unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, that's what we sold it for. That's how much we got. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye agreed together to tempt the Spirit of God? How is that? Behold, the feet of them which of the Lord, behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door And shall carry thee out. Now how many seconds do you reckon from that statement. Till she hit the floor were they. The men that have buried your husband. That's the first she heard about it. The man who buried your husband. Is standing here right now. And she fell down straightway uh, at his feet. And yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead. And carrying her forth buried her by her husband. Listen, I don't know that I can say enough about a backslidden Christian. But it's not the best place to be in. There are horrible consequences for the Christian who falls by the wayside 
And listen, hey, I've been in this a long time. I've heard probably about every excuse that you can think of why I don't go to church anymore. I got my feelings hurt. I wanted to do this and they wouldn't let me. They told me I was sitting in somebody's seat. They told me we don't park in that spot anymore. They told me I wasn't dressed properly. They told me I got out of hand. On and on excuses go. And they fall by the wayside. You know, I've often thought, and, and, and really we need to do this, y'all. We need a printout. You don't mind if I sit down. My knees are hurting. According to our deacon book, of every inactive member on the roll of this church, and put the names up here, and let you and me pick a name out and call or go see that person on the, on the given next week. Hello? Are you willing? I, hey, we, we're going to have to do something, y'all. We have got backslidden people all over the place. And they got every excuse in the book. And they think, just like Saul, that they're doing right. That they're okay. But they are not okay. Now, Ananias and Sapphira, listen. What I understand about them, they were saved folk. But they sold this property. They were supposed to brought it all. They had they connived with one another. We're going to keep this part back right here. Take us a good vacation. We're going to keep this part right here, man. I, they, uh, I want this motorcycle, and it's going to take this right here. I want this boat, and that's what it's going to take to get it. I want this car. So, Sapphire, when you when you stand before Peter, you tell him this is it, son. This is every bit of it. They agreed. Oh, <clears throat> here he goes. Ananias goes before Peter, lays his offering down. Real proud, you know. Hey. Man, look at that. I bet I gave the most. Peter said, son, let me ask you a question. That land that you sold, was it yours before you sold it? Yes, it was. And when you got the money in your hand, was it your money? Yes, it was. Well, we're here to give it all today that all, those who don't have can have. And why are, you, why are you lying to the Holy Spirit? You know this is not all of it. Well, I, 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 he probably, before he got the first excuse out, he hit the floor dead. His wife, the Bible says, hey, they had already agreed. Three hours later, that's not long when you look at three hours. Came in, approached Peter, same thing. And Peter just says, hey, honey, I'm sorry. But the men who carried your husband out of here a little while ago dead is standing at right here waiting on you and she hit the floor dead God listen God is not playing it is high time that we as Christians lived like acted like talked like we're supposed to out in this world listen all these businesses around here now I can be I'll, I'll just name myself okay I haven't been treated what I would call fair at every one of these businesses okay I could pick out one. How did I act when I was mistreated? Did I show out? Or did I say, okay, uh, it's okay, no, no problem. Let me tell you something. There is somebody 
everywhere watching you and watching me. And when you tell them where you go to church, nine out of ten people will say, oh, that's where Kenny Owen preaches. All they need is one little split second of me out of control, and then that will be like a wildfire. It is dangerous business to be in a backslidden condition. Now, I know a lot of our folk had to work on Sunday, and thank God they do. They got a job. They have a responsibility. But I'm also thankful for those that, that don't have to anymore or don't have to at all work on, on Saturday and Sunday. But you got to understand, listen, most of us today, when we leave here, we're going somewhere to eat. You know what? If you got down to the, to the restaurant and it says closed on Sunday, why, you would have a fit. What's wrong with them? I mean, I come in here here, and now they're closing. You be nice and you love that waitress and that waiter and you tip them like you're supposed to. They knew he was the preacher. He went in the restaurant and he had his meal. He pulled out a track as he was starting to leave and left a dollar bill under the track. What in the world did that say about him? Cheapskate. People watching us. And we got a lot of inactive folk. You see, at this very point, Ananias and Sapphira were AWOL. They were absent without leave. Up in uh, Clarksville, Ohio, where we bricked the church many years ago, I can see the, little, the, the church building now, and the pastor, and uh, Tom Chatton is the pastor, and he has several members there that have homes in Florida. Every year, right before the bad news storm starts hitting in the United States up north, they will leave and go to Florida. Do you know what? They send their money back. Because that's their church. And they tell the pastor, Pastor Pastor Tom, I'll be leaving next month. We'll be gone three or four months. We'll be back. We'll be praying for you. We'll send our tithe. Hey, that's not a backslidden Christian, okay? That's a committed Christian. But the backslidden crowd, you know, I began to look in God's Word, and it is amazing when you, when you look up some backslidden people. You know what backslidden means? It means off course. It means you're on a detour that's hindering you from getting to where you wanted to be at a certain time. I think of Noah. Hey, he was a man of God that built the ark. Just him and his family were saved, but he backslid on God and got drunk. He backslid. How about David? King David, the writer of the 23rd Psalm and a lot of other Psalms. Backslid on God. Got a woman pregnant. Got her husband drunk and then had him killed. He was backslid on God. I'll think of Jonah. Jonah was a man of God. God had a place for him. He had a message for him to deliver it to. And he ran He ran from God, and guess what? He ran into him. Backslid. Peter, 
He denied the Lord, even though he stood before, before Jesus and said, Son, I'll go, I, Lord, I'll go anywhere you go. I'll die with you. And Jesus said, Son, you can't do that. You're not strong enough. But he backslid. He backslid. Now, Noah, David, Jonah, Peter, Lord, I'm concerned they're in heaven. They were Christians. They were good, solid people. But the devil didn't like the good, solid people. He don't like you. He don't like me. He hates you. He hates me for being in this place right now. And right now, a still small voice is saying to you, don't pay that preacher any attention. Two, three more minutes, you'll be out of here. And you can go do what you want to do. He ain't got no sense, no how. Don't listen to him. There was a man one Sunday was Grove. I stood there for the invitation and he walked forward. I had never seen him before in my life. He walked forward. He says to me, he said, I, I want to speak to your congregation if I may. I said, sure. He sat down, finished the invitation. I called him up and I can't remember the exact words, but he said, folk, I want to tell you something today. This man right here, done the preaching today, don't pay him any attention whatsoever. What he's preached today is a pack of lies. What he's preached today is not so, and he don't live it anyhow. And he started up the aisle. Thank goodness for our law enforcement. They were on the back. They caught him one on each arm, carted him right out. They had been looking for him. He hung himself. They got him. Backslidden. Listen, being backslidden on God will cause you to do things you didn't want to do. It'll cause you to spend more money than you intended on spending. And it'll cause you to stay longer than you intended to stay. It's a horrible consequences for, for us to be in a backslidden condition. I think of that song, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my cry. God's waiting you know, God didn't make me backslide, okay? I've been all three of these. I've been lost, I've been saved, I've been backslide, and I've confessed, okay? I've been all three of them. I know how it feels to be lost. I know how it feels to be saved. And I know how it feels to be backslid on God. You can't help somebody if you hadn't been there. And right now, they some, hey, you're backsliding, you know you are. I don't know what you're waiting on when this altar is open every time we meet. And you don't have to tell me anything. All you need to do is come and get on your knees right here and say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Forgive me of my sins and restore me back to where I used to be. In fact, that's, that's, that's what David said, restore unto me the joy. Sometimes we lose our joy, okay? We lose our excitement about being a Christian. We don't want to help somebody. Let them help themselves. They made the bed, let them sleep in it. Let me tell you something. I know about that bed also. It's not a fun place to be. The last Ananias is the lost Ananias. Acts 23, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to see if I can read that up there. And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren... I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this very day. And the high priest was O Ananias, another Ananias, commanded them that stood by Paul to slap him in the mouth. Then said Paul unto him, that is Ananias, 
God shall smite you. You whited wall. Or couldst thou, couldst thou to judge me after the law? And commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law? Is that what you're doing to me? What I understand about this uh, Ananias, that he was the, uh, it was known as the worst, the cruelest, the most greedy high priest that had ever been through that section of the woods. And God allowed Paul to go before him and warn him, you have hit me in the face, but my God's going to smite you. You're not going to get away with this. You might think you are, but you're not going to get away with this. What does it mean to be lost? Can you tell a person what it means to be lost? Well, first of all, it means to be without a Savior. Without a Savior. It means to spend eternity in a place that's called hell. It means a place where those people that are in hell are thirsty. But there, are, there is no water. It's a place of outer darkness. People grinding away at their teeth, gnawing their tongues, stumbling over one another, crying out for help. It's a place where the fire never goes out. There's no chance of escape. There are no exits in hell. The Bible says that hell hath enlarged herself. Why? Why is hell enlarged herself? Because I believe there's more people going to hell than there are heaven. The Bible talks about a broad way and a narrow way. It talks about a broad way that leads to destruction and many there be that find and go that way. But the narrow way, few will find the way and few will be there. Are you saved? You need to thank God right now. I thank Him. I don't know why He loved me like He does, but He does. I don't know why He loved me like He did to go to the cross and suffer for my sins, but He did. And I'm thankful to be saved. If you're backslidden, hey, it's, it's simple. Don't let the devil beat you out of this. Listen, I know how it feels to be backslidden. I know how it feels not to want to go forward. Listen, Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me in this crooked mess of world we live in, then I'm going to be ashamed of you when you come into my presence. So, the altar's open. I will be here. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what God wants to do to the backslidden. And then if you're lost, hey, I don't know which is the worst position to be in, walking around in this world, either lost or backslidden. The Bible says to know, to do right, and not do it to God, it's a sin. And how you get rid of that? By confessing it. Just that simple, by confessing our sins. He wants to save. He wants, to rededic- wants us to rededicate our life to him. So I beg you this morning, you don't have to. The choice is yours. If you're saved, thank God. 
and pray for the backslidden. Pray for the lost. If anyone comes to this altar this morning, don't let them be down here by themselves. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to stand before you this morning, to stand before these precious people here today. Lord, I just pray that you'd help us all to see where we are in this life, whether we're saved, backslidden, or lost, that we get things right, that we get things together, that there be no sorrow when you call the roll. Father, give our people courage to do what's right today. In Jesus' name, amen.